Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to another episode of Don't Call It Small. I'm your host, Natasha Foreman. If you don't know me and you have no clue what this podcast is all about, let me share a bit. I'm the CEO of Foreman & Associates, LLC, where we provide consulting, business support, and professional development services. And Don't Call It Small is where we talk all things business, share tips and news that you can use, and highlight the people and ideas behind the products and services that we buy. To learn more about our team, please visit ForemanLLC.com. Hello, everyone. How are you doing this amazing Wednesday? Oh, my goodness. I'm glad to be alive. I'm blessed to be alive. I'm grateful to be here with each and every one of you today. Ah, Let's jump into today's conversation. I have a quote that's going to help kick off our theme for today. It's from an author by the name of L.M. Montgomery. And she said, isn't it nice to think that tomorrow is a new day with no mistakes in it yet? Hmm. That can also be an outlook for a new year. The past we learn from. You can start the new year with a healing breath. Of course, we're going to make mistakes, right? I mean, I made a few today. But I learn from them hopefully. And some things that I did in the past, I don't repeat. And some things I keep repeating because I'm hardheaded. <laughs> I haven't learned from the pain and frustration, obviously. But I do like the sentiment that tomorrow is a new day. We haven't blundered anything yet. So we can make some some steps towards uh, progress. So as I was going through and Looking at today's theme is how to kick off the first quarter with a bang, right? Quarter one with a bang. Before I get into that, I want to um, highlight and promote, um, well, two individuals. Actually, the first time I highlighted them was in episode 10, if you recall. 
And it, um, in episode 10, was um, Bronwyn Morgan and Antoine Alsobrook. And you know that I then followed up with an interview with Antoine um, in December. Well, they will be part of a panel that is next Thursday, January 30th from 9 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. at the um, Georgia Tech ATDC um, the address is 75 Fifth Street, and that's in the Hodges Room. And they're going to be discussing how infrastructure such as 5G and smart cities will play a significant role in how we move forward in the UAV industry. And if you remember, I shared about UAVs um, in goodness in unit in the I mean unit. <laughs> There's a professor in me in <laughs> episode 10. Um, as well as pre- as uh, episodes after that. Um, you'll have opportunity to hear from companies such as Sprint, Trueweather, Airbus, and academic research leaders from the Georgia Tech Research Institute. And this is presented by Sprint. As I mentioned, um, Antoine Alsobrook from A2D will be there. And um, he'll be on the panel as well as Bronwyn. So I am really excited about that. And um, let me give you the, um, where is it? Oh, Eventbrite. To register, you go to U-A-V-I-N-F-R-A-S-T-R-U-C-T-U-R-E. So that's uavinfrastructure.eventbrite.com. And you can register for that. It's free. It's open to the public, but you do need to register um, so they know you're coming and they have make sure they accommodate you. And if anyone asks, let them know that you heard about it on the Don't Call It Small Business podcast. So moving um, forward to today's theme, as I said, is how to kick off quarter one with a bang. And there's this great... Um, benefit that we have when if you're into sports is the ability to look at sports and what I'm going to use is a sports analogy I oftentimes use sports analogies or I'm tying in food right there's (laughs) those are one of the two and when we look at U.S. football it has four quarters and each coach and coordinator they have their role in their and performance expectations each player has their role and expectations the owners and senior leaders it's the same right everyone has their roles and there's expectations for how they should perform and leading up to the game how does the team prepare now i remember running track for cal state long beach and we had a team um, sports psychologist and um, we did a lot of visualizations we visualize ourselves um, you know, in our rate, you know, taking part in our events and our races, and we visualize ourselves winning, and um, we visualized all the different elements. And so, um, we do know that there are sports psychologists that work with teams um, indiv- as for individual players, but also collectively. And you do know that they do a lot of visualization um, activities as well. And there's other ways, right, that they prepare. And every team and every player has their own way to prepare mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, you know, all of the Lees, right? And so you have to ask, like, what's said to mentally prepare? 
right? What do they say to themselves and to each other to get their mind aligned to say, we're going to go into this um, and we're going to give it our all. If they lost one or more previous games, how do they not let those failures deflate them? How do they not obsess over the past so that the past ends up um, dictating their present, right? You can't come into a new game thinking about what you did wrong in the last game. You can make adjustments to say those are the lessons learned, so we're not going to do that, right? Um, we're, you know, we're going to we're going to rush that passer. We're going to, you know, we're not going to give so and so so much yardage um, because we know that he's just able to just run past us and he makes us look like we're on the fresh soft team. So you you learn from that, but you're not spending. The every minute in that game, beating yourself up about what happened in the game before. So those different things. And then season to season, they have to learn from the past, adjust and move forward. A Super Bowl ring that they you win last year doesn't guarantee one this year and vice versa. Uh, Hello, New England Patriots, right? Like who would have thought? that 2020 would not be their Super Bowl year. I mean, most of us that were not Patriots fans were saying, we don't want them to get that. But to see it, I mean, everyone is shocked. And then look at who is rising. Like, oh, to see who is in <laughs> who is in the, the running, we're, we're shocked. This is amazing. And this is the whole thing, is that every game, the, the, the saying goes, any given Sunday – any given Sunday, Monday, Thursday, <laughs> whatever, it's a new day. It is a new day. Like that quote I just shared, tomorrow's a new day with no mistakes in it. So each game is a new game with no mistakes in it yet, right? You step foot, that clock has not started. You're not, it has, you have not made one mistake yet. And that is the thing. You get to start with a clean slate. Forget what people have said. Forget what you've done. You have a new opportunity. And so when we look at um, how we can come in the first quarter of the year, you've got so many different things. Some of you are um, coming off of the... um, the high or the low of your December. And so when we look at our business, how can you take the sports team mindset and apply it to your team? What is the vision for the day, the week, the month, the quarter, the year? Where do you see it? Like, and some people can't look through the whole year. Like I can't necessarily say, uh, you know, I try to say, yes, by the, by the end of the year, by December, we're going to do this. And sometimes I can do it and sometimes I can't. Sometimes I need to break this bad boy down and say, okay, let's focus on the quarter and let's reverse engineer it back to today. Because sometimes I'm like, it's a lot going on. And when you look at your team, you know, you're having to focus on making sure that you celebrate accomplishments, milestones, and even the smallest of achievements. Don't let things go by and be like, oh, where it becomes the norm. Like, no, like let's, let's get into the virtual high five, the real high five, whatever we have to do, adapt or whatever in order to pump each other up and to say you matter. And everything that you do to, that plays a part in this team matters. You know, we think about when you look at football and you have, you have this this person. They're responsible for taking a ball and kicking it through the uprights. They're not actively engaged on the field except for the time when the team needs that extra point, right? 
And if they miss it, it's amazing. Well, you see some team members just kind of like, whatever, like they're, they're not coming to give you a pat on the back. They're looking at you like, all you had is one thing to do. Okay, well, that's a lot of pressure, especially if this is like in the clutch. Like this is, you know, (laughs) a minute or so left to go in the game kind of thing. And that could be a lot. And there's so many different variables that come into play, right? Um, Is that person thinking about their previous mistakes? Is that person thinking about what they heard a fan say in the stands? Is that person thinking about whatever? Um, Is that person overly fixated on the the weight that is on them to get that ball through the uprights and then when they do when they're successful at it come around and celebrate it but you should still pat them on the back for making the attempt because that's a lot that's a huge weight that's on you and you're still you're part of the team you have a active role a vital role on the team and the thing is you came out there and you tried anyway Because see, that person that kicks that ball could make a decision. They could make some kind of excuse if they don't feel good. Oh, I think I got food poisoning. And they could find a way to chicken out and not take part in it. But instead, they walk out there on that field with thousands of people watching them from the stands and millions more watching them from television sets and tablets and phones all around the globe. And they make that commitment to try to get that ball through for their team. Celebrate them no matter what. Pat them on the back and say, it's okay. You didn't get it this time. I believe in you next time. Again, guess what? They're going to focus more on your belief and faith and hope in them than they are going to beat themselves up for not getting it done. Now, making sure that something else we can do within our business is to highlight our strengths as a team, as a team collectively, but also individually and examine the ways that we can leverage these strengths to our benefit, which then becomes a competitive advantage over other um, teams, right? Other over other companies. And that is what you're supposed to do. When you see Um, the NFL, right? You see professional football teams and they're busy looking at who are the best players. And sometimes they're picking players based on the skill set and who's got the, you know, the fastest, you know, uh, speed and, you know, best catches and best tackles. But you should also be looking at the ways in which they can enhance um, and uplift the culture that you have within your organization. How can they help be um, change makers, right? Catalyst of change. How can they help to stir up and reinforce and rebond a team, right? Um, And so it has to go beyond just, well, what's their hard skill? What is their soft skill? What can they bring? What heart do they bring to the table? Which makes me think about a certain football player. I won't say his name. Uh He's a receiver who used to play for (coughs) a team um, in Pittsburgh <laughs> and great hard skills, great athletic talent, but the soft skills, no, there needs to be a complete overhaul. There's a lot that's going on and a lot that the teams and the owners and the players did not sit back and say, this is not tolerable. 
period. It's something that ran amok, most likely starting around the Pop Warner years, and it just got worse from all the way into high school and college. And then by the time he made it a prose, there were so many people that were stroking his ego to make him think that somehow he is like the end all be all for any team that has him, that he never, he stopped remembering that he is an integral part yes at the same token you are not the heart of the team of the organization it's gonna still beat this gonna still do what it has to do without you what you're supposed to do is say what you can contribute mind body spirit soul so on and so forth right so making sure that we look at those strengths and leverage them and we're looking um, internally and external, right? So we're looking at the um, what's coming from a person's heart and what's in their head and what they're actually being able to, you know, they, they get done. And how we can gain insight from all team members, not just senior ones. What we realize is that when we um, look at planning, right, and strategy, we always isolate and say that it is a senior leaders thing. And yes, senior leaders are focused on the end goal, right? They are focused on vision, a strategy, and mission. Those are long term, right? And they then just delegate to other levels in the company to handle, to make it happen. But that doesn't mean strategic planning should be limited to senior management. Because is that not also a silo mentality? The same silo mentality that senior and mid-level managers are saying that they're trying to do away with. If you are actually doing it yourself, hello, where do you think this nonsense begins? Yeah, from the top. So work with the entire team to break down the long-term plans and goals to midterm and then down to short-term. Now, how can this apply to our personal lives? Here's how I see it. We can declare who we are. Who are you? And who are you not? Get past the limitations. Let's be honest. You are the limitations. Because if they weren't there, what would you see? Then declare that. Speak to that. Give power to that. Choose to declare your successes or failings before they happen. Either you, either you see yourself as a winner or a loser. That's how it comes down to. I'm learning how to choose to declare my successes before they happen. I understand that I'm going to, I'm going to blunder something. I'm going to make a mistake. I'm going to fail, but I'm not a failure. And winners, you know, they're, they, they fail from time to time. But they don't call themselves losers or failures. They still see themselves as winners. So what will you do differently? What do you want to experience? Where do you want to go? Who do you want to meet? What problem do you see as an opportunity to solve? How will you go about it? This ties into um, something that Foreman Associates decided to do and And it's so amazing because I ended up reading this interview and I'm getting ahead of myself. But instead of doing a December review or early January review when people still, you know, are in that eggnog stupor, try a February review where you're setting goals from February forward and then plan in January. Right. But you're going to set your objectives and KPIs where possible from February. 
um, I learned this from reading an article. It was an interview. Um, and Nick Austin, the founder of Divi Parking in Australia, that's the approach that he took. And he took that, um, he was did that in his personal life, and then he translated that into his business. And I was like, that's brilliant. Because in December, some of us are still real deep in the weeds, right? We're sitting up here, we're trying to push through all the way through the 31st. And what happens is, is how can you really be looking back over the previous months if you're still in, you're still in the game? That's like being in the fourth quarter of a football game and you're busy trying to look back at the previous quarters while you're on the field. Um, something's going to happen. If you're the quarterback, you're about to get sacked. If, <laughs> if you're the receiver, um, you're going to get clobbered. You're going to miss the ball. It's going to be an interception. It's something that's going to happen. Either way, it's not going to be good. You can't have your mind focused on that while you're in the middle of the game, while you're in the heaviness of the game. And so it makes perfect sense. Look back on that after the game, right? Look back on it now. We're going, you know, we're going to go up here in this other part. Now, you know, it's, you can, it's, I think that it may not work for every company, right? But I feel like it's a great thing for us when we look at um, what we um, did, what we hadn't. Um, it's kind of what I, I'll call it a look back to look forward. So we're going to quickly look back over what worked, thrived, and did well last year. Where was their unplanned or unexpected success? What lessons did we learn? And then we can imagine the year ahead. How is it? What does it look like? What changes await us? What accolades, awards, achievement? What's the reason for busting your butt each day? Like, what's the payoff for all of it? And then we have to prioritize our priorities. What needs to happen this month, this quarter, six months from now, before the end of the year, and any time, you know, before next year? And which projects are a priority? Which clients are a priority? You know, you may decide that there are certain clients that you're like, uh, you know, you, it's been good, it's been great, but it ain't been that great. So, <laughs> you know, we, it's time for this relationship to now transition. And in that, you have to look at what needs to change to make all of this possible, this vision that you have, what needs to change. Change starts within first. You have to then be able to decide that you don't, either you don't like where you are or you're hungry for what you've already tasted, right? You've got to sample something and you want the whole thing. You want more. You don't just like the little teaspoon. You want to go ahead and have a slice of it. And you want to have a couple servings of it. You want to be able to store some away in the refrigerator or the freezer for later and come back if you want. So either way, wherever you land on that, you have to know that it starts within and you have to have such a desire to move that needle, to move that boulder, to get over that hurdle. And the only way your team is going to take part in all of this willingly, joyfully, excitedly, is you have to have them sitting down with you at that table having those discussions. And so that doesn't mean that you sit in the boardroom and everyone's all stuffy and then it feels like the hierarchy. It could be anywhere. I don't care where it is. I mean, I love IHOP. Go to IHOP. I don't know. But do something different. Step outside of your the zone that you're in, because you may call it a comfort zone. And for others, it may be a danger zone. It may be a war zone. It may be a stress zone. Remove everyone from that environment, from that equation, and be somewhere where you can sit back and create. What is so crazy is I've seen so many different articles and interviews where 
and studies where people are CEOs are saying that this typical strategic planning doesn't really work for them. It's like they just hit this kind of blah. And it's a blah because you keep trying to do things the same way, the old way. That doesn't work. It doesn't work. Like you have to reinvent and reimagine. And just because something works for someone else doesn't mean it's going to work for you and your team. And those are the things that we have to be mindful of. And I, I really do, I, I want to make sure that people don't get in the habit of this um, typical, it's almost like you're, you're doing what the New Year resolution, right? So the last day of December or thereabouts, you're like, in the next year, so in 2020, I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. And you hit January 1st, you're, well, maybe not January 1st, because you're probably, you know, eggnogged out three slices of pie a day out. So let's say it's January 2nd or anywhere between the 2nd and the 5th. You hit the ground running and you're just running, running, running. And for you, you're hitting it like a sprinter. Well, I was a sprinter all the way through college. And I can tell you, you don't ever run a marathon in a sprint. Matter of fact, you don't run anything beyond two laps as a sprint. (laughs) Sprint maxes out at two laps, boo. Um, so <laughs> everything else is about a pace. You set that pace and there's a momentum and you find a way, you know, you, 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 you time things right. And what we do is in January, we take off in a sprint and then we wonder why by March, our new year resolutions have like fizzled out. That's because you forgot this is a 12 month marathon. You can't do it in a sprint. You have to pace yourself out, know when to the ebb and flow and when you can pick up the pace, when you need to draft off of, you know, another runner, when, you know, you need to turn around and then, okay, let me do this. Oh, I got to lean into this curve a little bit. Oh, there's some wind coming at me. Let me go ahead and, and and tip my head down and my shoulders. Let me adjust and recalculate and recalibrate for the conditions around me so that it doesn't take all of my energy and I just flop because that is the reason why people that take off running too hard have you ever seen track meets and I've done it (laughs) took off like full on and then the bear got on my back the last 200 meters of the race and it felt like everyone in the stands were that climbed on my back and then have you seen where people there are some people that in whether it's you know uh they're They either collapse and they're crawling to the finish line. Other people just collapse. They're just, they're out. It's a wrap. And we do it in our personal lives. We do it in our professional lives. Businesses do it all the time. I am so guilty of it personally, professionally. And so we have to sit back and say, what do we need to do? How can we do better? How can we improve? And the only way is to sit back and to ask your team to have your team, your team take part in it. So I reached out, um, to my team and I sent, um, I have like these questions that, you know, I want them to be able to ask, I mean, answer honestly. And so it's, um, it's 15, no, 16 questions. I asked them and some of the questions, I'm going to share my questions with you because I feel that maybe this will benefit someone else. So it's like the questions are, what did Foreman Associates do well last year? Where did we fail? 
What opportunities did we seize um, to our benefit? What opportunities did we miss, overlook, or blunder? Where can we improve this year? What would you like to see us do and do or do more of? What would you like to see us do less or not at all? Right? Because there may be something I think is brilliant. And, and other people are like, this is so stupid. This is waste of time. This is waste of resources, right? The number eight question is where does Foreman Associates need help? Um, who do we need to help us? What is your vision for where Foreman Associates can be year end? How can I be a better manager leader? Right? Because I'm I'm managing resources and 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 different tools and aspects, but also I'm trying to be a good leader. So how can I be better at that? How can I support you more? Um, question 12, in what ways do you feel isolated or left out of the day-to-day operations, decision-making, etc.? As a senior leader, as the founder and CEO of my company, I have to be totally honest that if everything is in my head and is executed based on in my head and my heart, that means that I'm leaving someone else out of that decision-making. Whether my decision is right or wrong, it doesn't matter. It's that, is the, am I listening to someone else? Um, question 13, in what ways would you like to be included more or less? Because someone may say, hey, can you like cut back on this? Number 14, how, where, and when would you like your gifts, talents, and skills best utilized? Um, question 15, in what ways do you want to be challenged? How do you intend to challenge yourself? So as I, you expect to be challenged, how do you also challenge yourself? Because it can't just be me, you know, pushing the sled to get you, you know, whipping you on the back. You have to be self-motivated as well. You have to challenge yourself as well, right? And then number 16 is what is your motivation or motivations for being a part of this team? Because, you know, why do you do it? Do you do it just because you like me? Do you do it because you're like, oh, well... I feel bad for or do you do it because, you know, it seems cool or do you do it because the potential of what money can come? Like, what are you doing it? Why are you doing it? Is it, you know, why? Why? So then my the end of this message says, please be transparent and growth only comes through change. Change is only possible when we're honest about where we are compared to where we want to be. Then we must take the steps to get there. Only a fool thinks they can do it alone. It takes a village to raise a child. The child now, as an adult, still needs a village for encouragement, support, and to be held accountable. So let's take these necessary steps. And so I share that with all of you because you may take some of those questions and apply them to yourselves, um, apply them to your team. You may ask these questions. If you can't handle those answers, then you need to really reconsider about your role in your company. And how you're playing that part. If you're the CEO, if you're the founder, whatever little fancy title you have, if you can't take the honest feedback from your team to show in which ways that the team, the company, and you are not um, pulling your weight, you're not doing what you're supposed to do, I need you to go back to what this, this audio right here. I need you to come back to this podcast and listen to it. Because you have to be able to say, when I think about the football, right? What did I say at the very beginning? Every coach, coordinator, player, owner, senior leader, they have roles and performance expectations. 
Just because you're the person that founded the company, because you're the person who's the CEO, you're the person that signs the checks, it does not mean that you are truly pulling your weight. It does not mean that you are meeting or exceeding the expectations, the standards of what you're supposed to do in your role. Do your team members even know what you're supposed to do? Or do they just know that you're the founder and the CEO or just the CEO, whatever, whatever your title is, right? Do they know? Because it is amazing how many employees really have no clue what the CEOs of their companies do. They have no clue. And so in episode, I believe it's 31, I'm going to actually, you know, kind of really delve into that. And the theme is, uh, the topic is what your employees wish you understood. We're going to really go into that and look in the psyche and look at all the different ways that um, founders and CEOs and top senior management don't truly understand um, (laughs) that their team really wants them to understand some things, but they can't say it because they're out of fear of of what's going to happen, the retaliation and so on and so forth. So um, with that, I just want you guys to see the ways that you can approach this first quarter like a marathon, not a sprint where you can turn around and you have the remaining days of January to sit back and say, okay, let's look back at what 2019, what it meant, the highs and lows, the ups and downs, the good, the bad, um, the success, the failure. And um, then in February, start to make your plan. Start to plan what you're going to do for the remaining months of the year. And then you go through the execution of that. That then allows you to get some feedback in you know, that day-to-day. It also helps to uh, to eliminate, to reduce significantly. You know, in the in the restaurant industry, they they talk about when you're in the weeds. Like that's a that's a flag. If someone says you're in the weeds, it's the same that happens in all industries, all businesses, all you know, um, environments where you can be way too deep in overwhelmed with too much coming at you at one time, and you're missing a lot. Your navig your navigation is totally off skewed. And you're dropping the ball left and right. And in that, that perfect that then impacts your performance, your productivity, everything else. It then shifts the energy within that environment. It impacts your coworkers. It impacts your customers, clients, right? That's the difference between you staying on the team and being traded, cut, or <laughs> whatever, right? Um, so I want you to... Um, really sit back and think, don't let this be a passive thing. And don't, if you're noticing that you keep, you know, fizzling by second quarter, that's because you're, you're just, you're trying to do it like a sprint. It is a marathon. Embrace the change, be the, the pusher of that change, the catalyst of that change. This is how you start your year. Intentional, focused, passionate. And mindful of your strengths and what you can leverage for your benefit and your gain. All right. You guys know what that is. (laughs) So fast. It's that time again. It's time to wrap up and go our separate ways until next week. If you have any questions or suggestions about this show, please email them to us at don'tcallitsmallbiz with a Z at gmail.com. Um, I have a quote from you from Edith Lovejoy Pierce, a writer. She says, we will open the book. Its pages are blank. 
We are going to put words on them ourselves. The book is called Opportunity, and its first chapter is New Year's Day. Ah. With that, be sure to check us out on Facebook, um, Instagram. Uh, we're at Foreman and Associates on Twitter at Foreman LLC. Be sure to also follow us and share us with your friends, colleagues, and family. You can follow me on um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Natasha L. Foreman. Reach out to me, say hello, share your story. I look forward to meeting you. And I want to make sure I give proper credit for this show. Theme song is called Higher Up. It's by Shane Ivers. Thank you for tuning in to the Don't Call a Small Business Podcast. Thank you for sharing these episodes with others and for your continued support. And don't forget what I tell you on each and every episode. Don't call what you're planning, thinking, dreaming, or doing, little or small. Go big, go bold, or go nowhere. I'll see you all next week. And, of course, I'll share some entrepreneurs that you should get to know. Um, Don't forget to register for the January 30th um, uh, panel of the UAV's infrastructure in the future at ATDC. That's located at 75th Street. That's 75th Street in the Hodges Room. Go to uavinfrastructure.eventbrite.com to register. Have a super awesome day and week. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.